good afternoon, and here we are again, two smoking guns on 98.3 Southern FM, sounds of the Bayside on a dreary old Sunday afternoon as we sit through isomania once more, and we're still in uh, lockdown 17.25B. <laughs> uh, good afternoon to you, Rutsy. Good <laughs> Oh, now, hang on, I... I, I can't too much. You, 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 you are struggling now, uh, I've got my mask on. <laughs> I was going to say, you've either had a capsicum on the right-hand side of your mouth <laughs> no, and uh, something a bit black on the other, but you've got that fantastic uh, face mask there. I do. In, our, I do. In, the, in what I call the true colours. It's the red, white and <laughs> the black. Red, white and black. Uh, my, that's my great friend Skeeter Coglin made for me today. I saw that. And, and uh, um, I'm well masked up. I've been wearing it everywhere. I, even inside, Scotty. I, <laughs> I think I even saw you. You might even have some lollies in the same colours. <laughs> Haven't Dude. you? <laughs> All set up for this afternoon, well, Scotty. I know. Well, big I'm, game, big test for the Saints. I know, and here we are again. I'll tell you what, old mate. If uh, if if come uh, sometime in October, whenever that grand final gets played, if there's any chance that we might be in it, and and it's got a three thirty five start, there's only two things are going to happen. Yep. We're going to be playing a lot of music that day. <laughs> That's right. It'll or be a, the we'll 80s, be, the 80s uh, automatic two yeah, hours. Yeah, music. yeah. It'll, it'll be called uh, No Talk Sunday. Yeah, um, right. uh, or we'll do an outside broadcast. I wonder <laughs> where it's going to be, Scott. Is it going to be know, Queensland, do we think? Yeah, I think, I've got a feeling it might be. I mean, it would be fair because they've put up with us Victorians and well, let us stay up there they've for taken that long. A, they've taken us on. And yeah. uh, old mate over in the West, uh, I don't think he's done himself any favours. And uh, I think he thinks he can sort of just poke fun at everybody and go, you can all bugger off, you're yeah, not coming in. Right. But, uh, oh, oh, but hang on, I, I've got to check, and <laughs> uh, and you, how could you possibly play uh, the grand final anywhere other than the uh, the new Amy Stadium in Perth, according to him? It's, it's actually uh, not called that, but, but anyway, I, that's but fine. <laughs> I, I tell you what, uh, don't uh, don't wish what you ask for, because you, you just might not get it. Yeah, that's it that's <laughs> so, uh, mate, we've got a huge show today. Huge, we, uh, got lots on. We, uh, we've got a plenty of things to talk about we're gonna we're gonna keep it a bit light and bright today i think we've um as I was just chatting to you off air before we started, you know, I went through the paper yesterday looking at the bits and pieces, you know, and all I read in the first 25 pages was death toll, end, hopeless, sinister, fatal, never again, won't ever, help needed. <laughs> and I thought it took me to about page 35 to find something for us to have a chat about. But in our own indomit- oh, indomitable oh, style, oh, we've managed to find stuff such as con men, We've got big tech. We've got some funny footy nicknames coming your yeah, way. Oh, yeah. No, a shearer shortage. Punter's wine. Punter's. How we're changing the way we shop. We've got a bit of a walk down memory lane, but we're going to you know, kick off with a bit of footy. But you've got some great stuff too that I noticed. Oh, I have. Did, I've did, got... Uh, did you tell me but on yeah, off air yes. that Kim Clysters yeah, had oh, made mate, a comeback? I'll tell you what. It, Aussie Kim? It just about cut itself out of the paper, I'll tell you. She's going to be in her I, 40s. Well, I, I'll tell you not? what. Well, let's knock this over now. Cause, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, nearly. Nearly. Um, because it says Kleister's pulls out, and I'm thinking, well, this must be a, a seniors tournament yeah, or something. Yeah, well, I would have thought so. charity match that she couldn't make or something, hmm. and she's, you know, she's got her mates together, and now they've all got coronavirus, or <laughs> like, yeah. like the boys did. No, four-time Grand Slam champion Kim Kleister's withdrew from the Western and Southern Open yesterday because of an abdominal injury uh, that she wants to rest before the US Open. The 37-year-old Belgian came out of retirement this year 
and the US Open uh, starts on August 31st. It'll be her first Grand Slam tournament since she competed at Flushing Meadows in 2012. Blow me down. That's eight years Mate, ago. I tell you, I, and look... Um, That's incredible. She must be. She must be in good nick. She um, must be the Michael Tuck of well, the tennis world. Uh, I mean, that's a heck. Of, that that's sort of uh, that's plugger esque, isn't it? Coming out of retirement and pulling on the boots again. That's or, an amazing story. Um, yeah, no, that really caught my attention. So we can cross that off our list. We've yeah, covered that's amazing. Him. Um, I tell you what, I, I saw some very funny footage of her the other day. There was some, um, I think it, it must have been a type of exhibition match, but it was at Wimbledon, and uh, there were four uh, females playing, and she was one of them. Anyway, there must have been a bloke gobbing off a bit in the um, in the stands, but in a nice way, I think. And anyway, uh, lo and behold, they drag him out. Uh, he, he looks like the bloke that's got the two wheelie bins going around on the ad on TV. They get him to put on a shirt. They get him to put on a pair of you know their their bloomers and their skirts. And old mates in there with the three girls sit a court at Wimbledon. The funniest thing you've ever seen. They are rolling on the ground. The girls into you've just you've got to go and look it up. It's a very funny piece to watch. So as you said, um, we're going to have a big crack at footy today. We we don't do much footy. We sort of leave that to others at we different. Know. Normally but, have a show on before us, but uh, um, PC there was a show on before us, yes, that's, um, which uh, were all the great sports uh, scribes of the Southern FM. Network. That's true, um, but of course, again, we uh, we're deeply passionate about the fact that we'll still be sitting here at three thirty to five when our beloveds will be going around, and uh, we'll just keep a half an eye on the uh, score, and then we'll get home in about uh, four point three seconds uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> via hovercraft. Or <laughs> but we won't look at sport in the way that. Those guys, no. because they're experts and they no. critically examine the sport. We can't do things we normally. Can, we can't do things like that. Not, <laughs> it's not our. It's not our, it's our mo. Instead, what we're going to do, Scotty? Yeah, what is are we going to predict the ladder at the end? Oh, now like year. that. I know. I, uh, I, I, I know. We uh, we had a bit of a chat about that, and uh, so I think that's a great thing. We can record. Uh, as of today, for posterity, who, we can put it in the time capsule. So, and I think we've done it. Uh, well, I, I think we've done a similar way. Although you, I, you've actually, you've gone to uh, Doctor Google, haven't oh, you? Oh, mate, I've, you? I've taken this. You sent me a text. I've taken it very seriously. <laughs> well, I'm just there, just doing teams and some points. I'm looking at the games coming up, going win, lose, win, lose, win, lose, points, 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 yes. and then um, come up with my list. But you, you've gone, uh, you've gone NASA on me. Well, I'll show you what I've done. <laughs> yeah, if we want to go there now, oh, I. I yeah. I actually, Come on. I actually went to Google, um, right. which I'm, <laughs> I do a bit, <laughs> yeah. and I found a ladder predictor, and it actually takes you through every game, and it's got this little easy click-to-tip uh, thing. It's easier than the uh, yeah, gaming right. app of each game from now until the end of the year and how much you think one team's going to win by, and it automate, automatically calculates. So you've done the digital version, I've done the and digital. I've done the analog version, <laughs> which yeah. was this, a pen... <laughs> Well, let's see if we end up the same. All right. So I'll go first, and then you can you, you can reciprocate. Right. So in in number one position, and this is at the end of round eighteen. Yes. It's only eighteen rounds. Yes. So five more games to come after after this round. Correct. Um, I had Port Adelaide on top with yes. fourteen wins, three losses, no draws, and a percentage of one twenty four point five percent. How do you get one twenty four percent? Because what, I, what because about? Because I I did this. Click to tipping thing on Doctor Google. Okay, but now, but how many points are they? how many points do they have? Well, fourteen times four, Scotty, uh, fifty-six. Mm. Yes, yeah, so that's exactly the same as what I had. There you go. There you go. So I'll do mine with yours at the same yes, time. Yes. Right? So did you have the same? Yeah. Port Adelaide, fifty-six. Okay. 
Second, I had Brisbane Lions. Yep. 14 wins, three losses, and a percentage of 109. But anyway, 56 points. Same. Yep. Brisbane, 56 points. Third, I had Geelong Ooh. on 13 wins, which is 52 points. Right. Um, and fourth, I had West Coast on 13 wins, which is also 52 points. Oh, now I've got West Coast at third at 52 points. Yes, and who'd you have fourth? And I've got St Kilda Ooh. at 52 points, mm. and I had Geelong at 48. Oh, okay. Well, that's so there's one game we've disagreed with. Correct, who so thinks... far. So fifth, I had Richmond yes. on 11 wins. Five losses, one draw. So I had Richmond at 46 points in the same position. Mm. And mm. then I had St Kilda, right. 11 wins, six losses, which is the, what's that, 40, 48 points, is it? Uh, 11, 11 wins, 44. 44, 44, yeah. correct. 11 fours is 44. Yeah. How's my maths going? Uh, and then I had at seventh, Collingwood on nine wins. Oh, my goodness me. Mm. And then rounding out the eight, I had Melbourne on nine wins. Well, now we're not uh, we're not far away, but uh, let me tell you something. Uh, I've got Collingwood only winning one more game for the rest of the season. Is that in your wishful thinking? No, nah, that's my... I reckon they're buggered. Oh, fair, fair enough. <laughs> uh, still, Sidebottom's on his way home. There's lots of things going on mm. in there. Uh, so, I, no, I had... Well, I had Carlton seventh at, on 40 points. Mm. I had the Bulldogs eighth. Yes. On 36. Yes. I then had Melbourne Knights at 36. Okay. So then, that's where we're... So I had, I had Collingwood, Melbourne, Dogs and Carlton all on nine wins. Yep. With percentage separating them, Scotty. Yep. So the Pretty Dogs close. and Carlton are outside the eight. Collingwood and Melbourne are in. So... Right. We're round about, yeah, and, then, and then there's uh, from from eleven on is um, pretty much um, only on seven wins. So there are also Rens, so the Essendon, GWS, Fremantle, Hawthorne, Gold Coast, North Sydney, and Adelaide. I have is not is going through the year winless. Uh, there's every chance I would reckon. Yes. They they have completely and utterly lost their way. So that's the they, that's uh, the priority pick staring them in the face. Eighteen angry Boy Scouts could beat them right <laughs> now. I'll tell you what. So my the balance of mine were I had Giants uh, thirty six points also at number ten. The Bombers thirty four points at eleven. Collingwood, as I said, at 12, 30 points, free out 24, and then you can raffle Gold Coast Hawks. And then, and then as they say in racing parlance, you can throw a blanket over you the rest. You can throw a blanket over the rest as long as it's a very big blanket because they're a long way back. <laughs> I don't know if you follow Titus O'Reilly on Twitter. Uh, I've seen Titus O'Reilly but live. But you but... ought to. Right. Do you recall the quarantine breach by the young Sydney Swans player whose girlfriend leapt two fences in a single bound to get into the yeah, Dula golf course? Yeah, yeah, she's broken into a golf course, yeah. So she's got in a bit of trouble for that. But Titus O'Reilly went on the record through the week and said, that girl shows more initiative than the entire Adelaide midfield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. I tell you what, they got touched up, though. They have a $50,000 fine. And oh, yeah, he's, he's rubbed out for the next three weeks or the rest of the season. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, they've had a good go no, at him. Good. Well, maybe I don't. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep those. So I think the fundamental difference there is order. But you've got Collingwood out, and I've got them in. You've, yep. got, you've got Melbourne in or out? Uh, I've got Melbourne ninth. Oh, I just but no, no, no. Yeah, well, well not. But I've got Bulldogs, Melbourne, and Giants all on thirty-six points. So it'll yes. come down to percentage. And you've been bullish on the Saints because I'm not oh, that I, confident we're going to win today. But anyway, yeah. Look, I, I've actually I've put us down to win every game for the rest of the season. So my ladder, goes, I am bullish. My ladder predictor goes on to suggest who may play in the initial finals week. Oh, 
Talk which me uh, that. is clearly one plays four on the qualifying final one, which would be Port Adelaide West Coast. Ooh, uh, it better be, because mine would be Port Adelaide St Kilda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like yours better. Yeah, and two <laughs> plays three in that case, which is the um, the Brisbane Lions plays Geelong in the qualifying final two, Ooh, which would be that, a good game. That'd be a cracker. And then we would play an elimination final against the Pies. Oh, really? Yeah, so I like mine better. Yeah, I like we'd yours. We'd be able to knock them off. Yeah, I like yours a lot And then um, the Tigers play Melbourne in the other elimination uh, well, final. That's Melbourne out, Tigers mm. through, we're through, and then up against a couple of the heavyweights. Yes, and then I don't know what happens after that. No, no. I, look, I, too far I was bullish about us. I just thought maybe we might send another scare today, but um, I probably, I, I, I know Brisbane are very good. I, yeah, I'm, obviously. Yeah, I've got good. us losing today and losing against West Coast. Oh, have you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So winning three and losing two. But anyway, yeah, okay. Even if we lost all, well, if we lost all five, would be out. No, no, we, we need to win a few. Yeah. No, you need to win a few for sure. Mm. Anyway, that's good. That's good. Well done. That's Excellent. Fun. No, that's good fun. Oh, look, we'll, look at us, we'll, serious sports cast. Well, we'll, and we'll keep tracking. We'll, well, let's keep tracking that each we'll week, it, right? We'll track in, it. in terms of where they are today, and then what happens, and then see how we how we march on. To the uh, to the finals piece. Now I noticed a couple of other footy related things in the paper today, and we're yes, going to get to some great nicknames in a minute. Yeah, but you um, that. I don't know if you saw this through the week because um, you know I'm a big fan of the VAFA, the yes. the, the Victorian Amateur Football Absolutely. Association, and I yep. big uh, support the old Brighton yep. uh, team, which yeah, fortunately, like most uh, codes around the country, did not play this year. No, but one of the uh, one of these the very good teams in the A-grade comp is Scobs, St Kevin's Old Boys. Yes. And they won the flags, actually, T's in the row, like 17, 18, they lost the last two. Anyway, they right. lost the last one. Um, so um, they might have to change their name. I saw something about that, but I just went... No. So this isn't, ap- this isn't apropos of the Washington Redskins or the um, anything like that. Yeah, so what is this? This is apropos of the fact that there are women's teams. In the competition now, which is a great thing. Yeah. Uh, Old Brighton have yep. two women's teams, I believe, yep. and most of the A-grade um, um, VAFA teams have them. But it's it's not appropriate to call them St. Kevin's Old Boys. Well, no, you can't. When there are old girls and, as well. Yeah, but then, uh, but yes, okay. So, but you can't even call them uh, old girls, can you? No, they're not old they're girls. Not old girls. But um, so. Um, the progressive thinkers have suggested the old boys' term is not representative of a club that now boasts three women's teams, which is fair enough. So that will set them a challenge over the journey because so they've always w- been known as scobbers. Well, what about our boys down the road then? We're old Brighton. That's all right. Right. Okay. That's all right. Okay. Even though no one's, not all of them are old, yeah. it's still fine. Yeah. Okay. There's no, there's no um, gender in the title. All right. So that'll be fascinating to see it whether they can be. come up with a different nickname. There'll be some stalwarts there that won't like that. Oh, hey, a couple of the old blokes. In the tweed jacket and the smoking pipe. They might be changing that name under my reign. There'll be a couple of ports at the committee meeting <laughs> down there, Scotty. <laughs> It'll be a fascinating uh, journey. That wouldn't one. want to be a fly on the wall at those oh, meetings. You'd love to, wouldn't you? Oh, yes. Hey? Now, speaking of nicknames, I yep. think we both went straight to this one today. Oh. This is the <laughs> light, light bulb moment. <laughs> and I wanted to start with this because we, we all need a laugh after oh, the last couple of weeks. Right. Um, this is an article in the paper today, if you've got the paper today. Oh, I've got fabulous. it right in front of me. It's fabulous. It's, um, it's uh, Herald's own colleague, Jeff Poulter, uh, a man known for keeping scraps of white paper around his home with any number of quotes, ideas or opinions. 
he has he's compiled his favourite um, football nicknames. He's passed. Yes, he, is, he has. Yes, mm. yes. Yeah. Um, I sat next to his. Ex, I sat next to his wife at a function earlier this year. There you go. Yeah, and we were having a chat, and she said uh, I was married to Jeff Poulter when he was with us. It was very good. Very good. Yeah, he was great. Um, yeah, absolutely. So these nicknames, though, Scotty, aren't your normal ones. You know, they're not the blueies and the doggies and the <laughs> rang and the curly and horse. the you know, horse and all that stuff. <laughs> Bulldog. No, no, these are nicknames with a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. And, and the, great, a... the great thing about this article is yep. this paragraph before we get into it. Yep. Sadly, for reasons of libel, <laughs> we can't put names to some nicknames. <laughs> oh. Because, but rest assured that at some stage, a player, coach, or official has copped one of the following tags. So he hasn't been able to put the nicknames to the people for fear of libel. Oh. D- does that include wow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all know who that is. I, I worked with him at one stage. Oh, did you? I did. Right. I did. And I did say to him after we'd had a few beers one night. Is it true? He <laughs> <laughs> won't go there. But don't show me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to have a look. He's a big, he's a big hairy yeah, He's a big unit. Now, my f- the favourite one, kicking off the bat, there's a couple here, yeah. is the Dalai Lama. Yeah. <laughs> It's this, absolutely this, brilliant. This is a 300-game VAFA player who, like the Tibetan spiritual leader, is best remembered for no possessions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I love that, that one. That's tremendous. Uh, uh, and if you uh, if you kept going, uh, the the Slug Jordan's oh, uh, pieces slug. of beauty too, where yeah. uh, somebody suggested that a certain set of half forward was promising. Um, <laughs> Prompting Slug to report, you mean Bulb? <laughs> to the reply comes, who's Bulb? <laughs> the big, useless, lazy bastard. <laughs> that you reckon going to be a good player. Oh, don't you just love it how some of these things fall out. But why don't you step us through some of the uh, imaginative nicknames? Well, from the backs. From the back. From the backs. We've yes. got Holt. Yes. And uh, he goes missing in the wet. <laughs> <laughs> we've got yeah. at fullback. We've got Silicon, yeah. who fills the gaps. Oh, I love it. Um, and in the back pocket, we've got Laxa. Yeah, not as in curry Laxa, as yeah. in Laxa yard or ticker. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, from the yeah. halfbacks, you yeah. go. You go with the halfbacks. All right, the halfbacks. Um, Nelson, mm. uh, no left. No. <laughs> Uh, Bulb was the one we've just yes. been through, and then oh, this is always a beauty. I've yeah. heard this a few yeah. times. Mayor Moth, you moth. know, uh, prominent under lights, <laughs> prominent under lights. Yeah, the right. Lights you guys take us through the center uh, line. The center line's astronaut yes. on the wing, good in space. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, pothole oh, gets it, in the road. Oh, love it. And on the other wing, rusty gun. Rarely fires. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Only to be uh, matched by the half-forwards. Orchard needs perfect conditions. Now, Orchard was the name they gave to Sam Pang when he played down at Carl. Oh, is that right? Yes, he needs perfect conditions to thrive. Oh, stop (laughs) it. Um, Postman really delivers on weekends. (laughs) (laughs) That's a ripper. And Mm. Wax gets in your rear. Gets in your rear, that's right. Take us through the forwards. the forwards. Dalai Lama, no yep, possessions. Beautiful. Houdini <laughs> disappears <laughs> regularly. <laughs> yeah. oh. And uh, in the forward pocket, Lantern. 
has to be carried. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm big fan of that one too. Yeah. All yeah. right, um, uh, autumn leaves uh, falls over. Yes, <laughs> um, Cinderella leaves the ball behind. Leaves the ball behind. I love that. I love uh, Pope that. won't yeah. pass the pill. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and you can step us and, through the coach. Uh, yes, manager, the coach. Please. The coach. The coach is called Bible. Yep, hard to read. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and oh. uh, the manager is a gentleman called Arthritis yeah. because he gets into any joint. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scotty, we'll take oh. a little little break and uh, just uh, recapture ourselves after oh. that. Oh, my head hurts. That's, oh, that's <laughs> anyway, we'll be back in a sec. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block outlines, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber Venetians, and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502 1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. Whether you live near the coast or inland, the world's oceans still produce some of your food and influence your weather. I'm Professor Emma Johnston, and as a marine ecologist, I study how the oceans and humans interact. It's like working in a giant underwater science lab. This National Science Week, discover more about the fascinating world around us by diving into one of hundreds of online events at scienceweek.net.au. An important message from the Victorian Government. Stage 4 restrictions are now in place for Melbourne. You must stay home between 8pm and 5am. Exercise is limited to once a day for one hour. Shopping is limited to one person once a day. And when doing either, you must stay within 5 kilometres of your home. For all current restrictions, go to vic.gov.au forward slash coronavirus. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside.
<laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we were staying upbeat today by putting roses on your grave. It's <laughs> oh, wow. oh, a great song. No, it's a great song. Yeah, no, we. Um, I'm playing beauty. songs uh, today. Um, Scotty, about flowers. Flowers. Yeah, yeah. Because there's been plenty of those You're in our house. Surrounded by them, late, <laughs> which uh, for, for sad reasons. But yep. uh, they have brightened up the place, and the the place smells beautiful. Yeah, I mean, flat, flowers are it, it, they really do, don't they? Oh, yeah. You know, when uh, whenever the bride comes back and uh, it's got a bunch of flowers from somewhere, or I mean, I I actually love blossom. I, yeah. If I can sneak around with my secateurs and yeah. <laughs> just snip a few pieces off. So uh, you're the person. <laughs> I'm the guilty party. Um, now, can I just... Uh, so I, that was we, caused uh, dead flowers by the Rolling Stones. And uh, you know, not from whom we play the Rolling Stones, but we no. should, it reminds me that we should. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, Ripper. Um, so I, we were laughing. We were having a lot of fun with names, yes. and that led me to, uh, to go a, just another step further. Oh, good. Uh, just for the sake of the... The, uh, project, so um, I found a list of uh, fifteen other sporting people oh, that actually have names. So they're not necessarily footballers. So I'm going to throw the uh, the nickname at you, and I'm going to ask you if you can guess who they are. I, I, I you're not going to ask me for the interpretation like Laxa, um, Laxa, Laxa, yeah. Well. Uh, Oh, no, no, you'd go your way. For, yeah. for, your, for your bonus point. For, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a red snake if you, right, if you yeah. get the... Uh, right, so the first one is Afghanistan. Oh, he's the Forgotten War. The Forgotten War. That's the Mark <laughs> War. Steve yeah. War's younger brother. Uh, because, uh, and in fact, it, it's it's got a little bit of commentary around it too. At one point, he held the record for the most amount of first-class runs scored for that play in international match while his brother was being lauded as you know the, the king of cricket. I think you're right, and I think his brother was averaging 18 in Test cricket or something uh, like that first time round while his brother was making a ton of runs. Yeah, so, so there's all of that. And then Junior? Uh, junior. Oh. Um, junior. Mm. Oh. Because he gets... I reckon he gets... Pun- ponting. No, 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 no. He gets Junior more than... Oh, the same, Mark Wall. Same Wall. Oh, same, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah junior. Can, confuse yeah. me there. Ah, Oh, so, uh, so you're just going to go through all of Mark Wall's nicknames? Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Grumpy, uh, sleepy. <laughs> um, that's why they call him Dwarf. He's <laughs> just one of them. <laughs> no, I just made that up. Um, okay, what about one size? Fits all. Fits all. Correct. Who's that? Yeah, his name is Fitz <laughs> Hall. Fitz Hall. <laughs> uh, the English footballer who plays the central defender, perhaps the best nickname of all time. One size. Uh, Magic? Magic uh, Johnson? Yes. Irvin Magic, Irvin Magic, Magic Johnson. Johnson. Um, uh, uh, hey, to... speaking of Irvin, yes. and, and we're not. Yes. But a young player made his debut in the Dreamtime game last night with uh, the best name you've ever heard, oh, yeah, Irving that? Mosquito. Oh, I did hear that. He kicked two. Did he? On debut. Really? Yeah. Fl- I don't know that because my son had him in the multi. Flo- floats like a butterfly, stings, stings like, like a, a mosquito. Yeah. <laughs> what a great name. Hey, yeah, it's a great name. Um, yeah, so you have to be pretty talented to pull off a nickname, Magic. But, Magic, uh, Magic he, Johnson. He, he wears that easily. He was in the era of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes, he was. And, and also... Um, oh, the other very good one. Uh, the, the, well, Air Jordan. Air Jordan. Michael, yeah, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Hmm. And uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille. Mm. Shakira? Shaquille. Shaquille. Shakira. Mm. Shaquille. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. 
Um, he's a he was a huge mate. He's, man. he's seven foot seven foot or seven foot one. Huge. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, massive, massive, massive. Now I haven't heard this one before, mm-hmm. but uh, you may have Oswald. Oswald, yeah, Lee Harvey. Well, that's where it comes from, right. but that's not the person. Right. It's it's Binger, Brett Lee. Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald, in terms of the batting order that he used to, oh. he used to play. So they call him Oswald. How about that? Mm, nice For a like short it. time, Brett Lee batted behind Shane Lee and Ian Harvey in the Australian One Day team. During this time, whenever Captain Steve War read out the player's surname to the batting lineup prior to the game, Brett Lee would be called out Oswald. <laughs> um, and um, I must say, because if, if, if you play cricket, you've got a lot of time on your hands to yeah. think about these things. Yeah, standing at first slip, not doing much. Um, well, this is a fairly obvious one. Soss, obviously. Soss, son of yes. son of Serge Soss. or son of Stephen now. Yeah, that's right, son of Serge. Uh, what about um, <laughs> Duncan Disorderly? Duncan Disorderly. <laughs> is that Duncan Killaway? Oh, it's Duncan Ferguson, who I'm yeah. not familiar with. Uh, Duncan Disorderly. With four convictions of assault and jail time on his list of achievements, it's no wonder the Scottish footballers often referred to as Duncan Disorderly. Duncan, I like it. Uh, what about the uh, uh, Rowell Pindy Express? Oh, yes. Now, I know who this is. The Rowell Pindy Express was... Yeah. Um, yeah. He's a slinger, almost. Yeah, yeah. No, got me. Uh, initials SA. Mm-hmm. Oh, it doesn't matter which one I Show got. back to? Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah, very good. He was from Worrell Pindy. He was bloody fast, enough yes. said. <laughs> That's what they <laughs> reported. Um, the Thorpedo, obviously. Yes. Now, I read a story on him yesterday. We, yes. Because it's the Olympics, or it should be. Yes. It was the, it was the Sydney Olympics. Yeah. Which was in year two thousand, yeah, and it was the men's four by one, yep, where they beat the Americans, yep, and it was the Gary Hall Junior smash the guitar, yes. sort of one where they did the air guitar after yep. the comp, and um, they described the wall of water caused by Thorpedo's feet coming home in the last fifty meters, yeah, the, big enough to surf on. Oh, is that right? Yeah, the largest feet yeah, going around. Size sixteen, and they were effectively like flippers. Flippers, yeah, for you and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thorpedo, he was a star. Yeah, he's pretty good, wasn't he? Mm. Um, this is a ripper. Uh, what about waltzing Matilda? Yes, it's Matt Hilda. <laughs> Brilliant. If you don't get it, sing Australia's unofficial anthem. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Now, uh, you'll uh, smash this out of the park. What an air. Jordan. Jordan. Michael Air Jordan. You have to be pretty good to named after an element, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then. Why did he get air, not gravity? Because it's the opposite of gravity, I guess. Yeah, air, nickname was so appropriate that Nike proceeded to produce a shoe by the same name in 1985. The first model alone netted $130 million. Now, we talked about this on a show several months yeah. ago. Um, it was expected it was going to pick up five or ten mil or something, and it just went absolutely cocoa bananas. Went bunter. Went bunter. Um, and since then, Nike's released a new model each year. Despite Jordan retiring many years ago, the 2010 model retailed for $170 a pair. You know, there's some people in life who collect Decade things. Ago. Yeah, absolutely. Like wine and cars and whatnot. There are people um, that collect sneakers. And to your point of view, dear old dad, who collect train carriages and kept them in the yeah. box... People buy the sneakers and keep them in the box and never wear them. Yeah, yeah, no, I can, I, I get it. 
Yep. It should have defeats a purpose for me of buying shoes, but anyway. Yeah, it's uh, no people have got some strange things that they do, hmm. and uh, each to their own. Yes, is all that you can say. Um, now, I don't rem- I don't recall this particular chap having this name. Um, Whispering Death. Oh yeah, Michael Holding. Yes. Yeah. yeah I thought you were going to say John Farnham. No. <laughs> Um, due to his quiet, soft approach to the bowling crease, umpires could hear his footsteps. Couldn't hear his footsteps when he ran in, and therefore dubbed holding "whispering death." Batsman feared facing him with his smooth action, extremely fast release, and universally concurred with the nickname. You have to be a brave um, cricketer back in the day to face the West Indies with no helmet. With no helmet, yeah. And blokes like yeah. Holding, Garner, Croft, oh. Marshall. Yeah. Or coming at you. Yeah. And then they have a change and they go, oh, good, I'll get the medium pacer now. No, more yeah. pacer. Yeah, that's right. And five or six of them that were <laughs> just did. absolutely express. And they were huge men. Yeah, they were. Um, and uh, who's the other one? Andy. Andy, Andy uh, Garner. Uh, and, uh, oh, yeah, Andy. What was Andy? Oh, Andy's first name was last name. I don't and, know. There was no. <clears throat> Croft, anyway. Garner, Marshall, Holding. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Andy. Joel Garner. Um, yep. Andy, somewhere here. Yeah. Righto. What about the incredible Sulk? <laughs> <laughs> so this is not Lou Ferrino, the <clears throat> no, big green no. guy. The incredible Hulk. The incredible Sulk. That's yeah, fantastic. I'd love to know who that is. chap by the name of Nicholas uh, Anelk, uh, uh, Anelka. Nicholas Anelka. Oh, he was a soccer player uh, for yes. Liverpool? Yeah, well, long before the French striker was sent oh, yes. home in disgrace from the 2010 World Cup for arguing with his coach with a pleasant tirade of, go flip yourself, um, you filthy son of a gun. <laughs> Tidied that up a bit. He earned the nickname for being moody, lackadaisical, and quite obviously sulking. <laughs> that would describe half the population of Paris. <laughs> oh, too Funny. Moody. Um, There's a good description for a, for a French soccer player, Moody. Yeah, Moody. Yes, yeah. they're just the incredible sulk. What do you think of when you think of uh, French soccer players? Oh, just arrogant and, you know. Um, I always uh, think of Zinedine Zidane, who Zidane. did that headbutt in the in the final. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a star player. Yeah. But, but, but uh, occasioned to uh, arousal and emotional reactions. I, I was going to say putting a bit of mayo on, but that's probably more the Italians. And, now, the Italians uh, just like diving in yeah, the box. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, but with plenty of mayo, though. Like, it's, it's the, the ten roll, you know. It's the, not, just get tripped and keep rolling. They make, they they make roll. Tom Papley's little dive oh, yeah, look like an amateur. Oh, mate, it, it's, 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 there should be a whole award ceremony for them, I would think. No. Uh, you remember the, that uh, Italian bloke that contrived to trip over Lucas Neal's uh, leg uh, from about five metres oh, away? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> in the World Cup. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you just love to see a montage of all the <laughs> famous dives and trip-ups and have some fantastic music oh, you know, yeah. with it or something? Now, this is another beauty. Um, uh, this bloke's called Chariots. Of Fire. Because his name is Martin a fire. <laughs> it's spelled O double F I A H. Great name. You don't. Yeah, exactly. Martin a fire. If you don't remember the English rugby league winger, all you need to know is that he was fast and his surname was. Oh, and he would be lucky enough, of course, because there was a famous music piece that accompanied oh, Chariots yeah. of Fire. Oh, got you. So he's flinging down the wing <laughs> with his rugby ball <laughs> with his with his own music track. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Um, oh, now this is a belter. Um, this person was nicknamed Anthems. 
Oh, <laughs> Let me talk you through it. Yeah. His name is Chris Whitaker. The Australian rugby union halfback spent the best part of his career as a backup to George Gregan. <laughs> of course, when you back up one of the best halfbacks of all time, who also happens to hold the world record for games played, your contribution to the team is generally limited to you lining up with your teammates to hear the national oh. anthem. <laughs> No, so he gets very, to go out on the pitch, he's yeah. in full kit, and he's just caught anthems. Very, very clever. Yeah. Well done. So that's a beauty. Um, and then there's some called, uh, on, uh, just some honourable mention. Oh, no, this oh no, this was a beauty. Oh, sorry, this is the this is the same chap um, for exact, uh, exact same reasons above. He was also nicknamed the hobo because he never needed a shower after the game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then some honourable mentions. Keith Wood, the raging potato, don't know why. Uh, Eric, uh, Eric Esch, Butterbean, don't know why. Uh, Tiger, obviously. Plugger, the great white shark. Um, uh, <laughs> what's a packet of? Um, no idea. Tugger, uh, Steve Waugh. Yeah. Um, oh, the brick with eyes. <laughs> oh, yes. The brick with eyes was the... Um was uh, a rugby player. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. New, New South, I think. New South Wales player. Yeah, can't remember his name. Yeah, uh, Lazarus. Glenn, Glenn Lazarus. Lazarus. He was the, the a, brick with eyes. He was a man mountain, wasn't he? There was, a, there was an American... Huge man. There was an American um, gridiron player called The Fridge. Oh, yes. I, remember? Yeah, remember. Yeah, remember absolutely. Yeah, yeah, The Fridge. Yeah. Now, this one I haven't heard before, but it's a belter as well. Um, dresses. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron dresses badly. <laughs> Very good. Um, and then they've got some dishonourable mentions, you know. Uh, Matt Gids Gidley, Ryan Gids Girdler, <laughs> uh, Mark Gaz Gaznia, <laughs> uh, Shane Webby Webkey, <laughs> Matthew Maddie Johns, Brett Finchy Finch. <laughs> Uh, Big Malmaninga, <laughs> um, Wendell Dell Sailor, Darren Lockie Lockyer. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, there's, uh, there's plenty uh, to go and find, but uh, they just tickled my fancy. I thought we'd just punch on with a bit of that today. So um, well keep done. things light and bright. All right. Well, um, that's we great got? fun. We'll, we'll take a yeah. break and then we'll come back and do some more. Right. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502 1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. Hi, I'm Victoria's Chief Health Officer, Brett Sutton. Right now, we're experiencing higher rates of community transmission of coronavirus. That means it's more important than ever that we each do what we can to protect ourselves and each other. Wearing a mask will provide you with a physical barrier to coronavirus. But we also need to remember, masks are not the only way to stay safe. Wherever you can, keep one and a half metres apart from others, wash your hands often and cough or sneeze into a tissue or your elbow. And if you have symptoms, get tested. Victoria, let's stay home and let's stay safe. We don't stand so close in supermarket aisles. We got to keep our masks on just for a little while. And if it's safe to stay at home, then 
gotta all grow up and do whatever helps us move along. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about all of us together. It's what we need to do. But we don't need to hug or kiss someone. Hello. You can share the love and get it on much later on. And if you think this craziness will all be over soon, we got a long, long way to go. So it's what we need to do. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about all of us together. It's what we need to do. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about all of us together. It's what we need to do. It's about all of us together. It's what we need to do. It's about all of us together. It's what we need to do.
There you go, Scotty. More flowers. More flowers songs. Very and that good. one, of course, was by the Mighty Smithereens. Right. Great, great band. And that was Cut Flowers. Very Casey good. Kasem. Bring right them back. <laughs> uh, now, uh, we were talking before the break and that uh, flowers song about yep. uh, great nicknames. And you've uh, you've entertained me greatly. <laughs> we've almost an hour into the program. All we've talked <laughs> about is nicknames. What are your nicknames? So, um, and, and let's keep going. All right. Because I've got That'd a segue, nice. though. I've got a segue. Yep. Um, Ricky Ponting. Ah. Whose nickname was? Punter. Punter. Yeah, very good. Because he likes very fond of uh, a punt on the horses he and other things. He's JJ. He does. But he's also segued into something that our old mate um, Beefy has gone into. Oh, he's got yeah. into the wine-making game, of course, Scotty. Of course he is. Because <laughs> it's, it's a... Often a lot of people segue their life into, you know, their, their brand, yes. into wine. Yes. And, of course, we or only have to aftershave. Look, we only have to look recently at uh, so the great success of Kylie's Rosé, well, <laughs> which well, got panned by the critics. Well, uh, and, of course, Mr. Um, Mr. Warren had a crack at some wine a little while ago. Well, he's now, done gin. He's done gin. And, and he's, he, he's got his fake he's, fragrance he's, he's 23, whatever it's called now. Yes, I did read... This is Titus O'Rolling and it's his best work. <laughs> he said the uh he said the disturbing news about Shane Warren's fragrance was it said it was the debut fragrance, which suggests there's more smells from Mr. Warren to come. <laughs> I tell you what, there's a heck of a marketing campaign going on. Because oh, I don't I don't know whether you saw the just watched the footy last night. I did. But all four uh, games I watched did yesterday. You, did you see what was all all around the boundary line of the ground? Yeah, there's a bit of money being yeah, spent. Yeah. I wonder whether that's digital or real. Uh I most of it's digital. Now, yeah, I have to yeah. get. Uh, I have to get. Um, well, we can't get Russell in anymore. He's on a rival channel, but we have to yeah. get someone in the advertising game to take us through all that. One yeah, day. I'll find somebody. But uh, Ricky Ponting, he's uh, gone into making uh, some wine. Yes, and um, he loves wine, as we all do. Yep. But he's uh, not many of us can segue it into making your own. So he has um, done a joint venture. Uh, with uh, a former Wallaby called Nathan Sharp and an award-winning McLaren Vale winemaker, Ben Riggs. Right. And um, so he's got three three new wines out. Right. I'm going to take you through them. Yeah. And uh, this is Stuart Knox, wine critic and restaurateur, offers his notes on the Ponting Range. Yeah. You know, using South Australian and Tasmanian grapes, these wines, according to their labels, have been forged to celebrate the dedication and achievements of Ponting and winemaker Ben Griggs. <laughs> Forged to celebrate. Forged to celebrate, is it? So we're going to start with the first session Sauvignon Blanc 2020 from the Adelaide Hills. Yep. RRP, 23 bucks. Typical Adelaide Hills restraint with a little bit of green herb on the nose, but in that time zone rather than a lantana patch, of course. Tight focus, nice acid, sea spray salinity. Pretty bloody smart. Score 91 out of 100. Wow. Not bad. Bad. The Mowbray Boy Pinot Noir 2019 from the Tamar Valley. Great place for Pinot, Scotty. If you've ever been to Tassie, De- oh, get to the Tamar. Yeah, right. Fresh red cherries, bit of dried herb work, good acid and crunch. Properly nice drink. I like that Ben hasn't tried to make it into a blockbuster wine with the celebrity name attached. 92. 92 points. And lucky last, the Pinnacle Shiraz from the McLaren Vale 2017. How much was the Pinot? The Pinot is 34. 34. Pinots are expensive yeah, from yeah. Tassie. Yeah, I don't know, know why. Mm. Um, uh, the Shiraz, McLaren Vale, 25 bucks. Yeah. Um, voluptuous, smells like it's been kept under control. Still a big boy. Good structure, plenty of tannins. Seasidey iodine character, which gives it a nice savoury element. 
93. Wow. So he only needs seven more wines to get his ton, <laughs> based right. on the way those scores are going. <laughs> he he's going. He, he just keeps falling, just falling short a bit each time. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to wait till he gets to about 98, 99, yeah, and then, yeah, uh, yeah. Then, then go and buy them. But uh, good on him, and I uh, hope he goes well. It's uh, The label's called Ponting. You could probably, of course. Well, maybe you could He's do not going to call it Ricky, is he? <laughs> <laughs> or punter. Or punter. <laughs> maybe you could do worse than buy some of the $25 Shiraz at 93 points and put it away for a bit. Well, you could Possibly. do that. Or you could, you know, I've got some nice Shiraz from the Heathcote reason. Yep. Been 3186 that, yeah, yeah. that we did privately. Yeah, no. That's drinking very well at the moment, actually. Yeah, very good. Anyway, so there you go. Well, that's, I guess that's what you've got to do when you retire from your main source of income. Yep. And you'd have, obviously, plenty of property and whatnot, but he's into the winemaking, so there you go. All right. So, on that note, mm-hmm. uh, can I now scare the pants off you All right. uh, with, uh, d- d- by just reading the following? Is there any reason why I shouldn't microwave my glass of red for 10 seconds to warm it up oh, it's... in this cold oh, Canberra winter? I saw that. <laughs> what a horrific thought. So let me just step you through oh, it. Oh, step me through it, is, it, but oh, it, what a disgusting thought. It has occasionally been observed that a lot of hot air uh, emanates from Canberra. Uh, but given that Parliament hasn't been sitting because of the pandemic, I can see that winter might be colder than usual. At least you don't have to refrigerate your white wine. A friend of mine likes to shock his dinner guest by warming expensive cognac in his microwave. I never noticed uh, any damage to it, although I prefer my cognac unheated. Yeah, but it's a fortified wine, Scotty. It's yeah, that's very right. Different, and, yeah, and uh, you do you can warm a cognac or a brandy hand. with your hand, or even a a, a, a candle or a. Yeah. And you can warm it up. Microwave, not so sure because yeah. it was changed the structure. Yeah, but that's a fortified wine. Very different. Yep. Different. So it goes on to say, uh, yeah, prefer my cognac unheated. In the interest of science, I asked senior. Uh, <laughs> Oenologist Dr. Adrian Coulter of the Australian Wine Research Institute uh, for his learned opinion. Learned. A learned opinion he's got on microwaving wine. <clears throat> it inspired him to dig out and send me some eight lengthy scientific papers. But I'll save you the trouble and have summarised the key bits. He said the literature shows that microwave heating of water and aqueous materials, apart from being faster and more energy efficient than heating by conventional means, only produces thermal effects equivalent to conventional heating. In other words, it doesn't damage the flavour. Right. According to Coulter, there are other advantages over conventional heating, including reduced processing time, high energy efficiency, and wait for it, improved food quality. Wow. (laughs) But before you tell your friends... um, that the rare wine they bought you will uh, be improved by zapping it in the microwave. And Collier points out there is no literature specifically dealing with the warming of wine. There's plenty about milk, grapefruit, juice and other liquids uh, and that, was, uh, that were subjected to higher temperatures. Researchers found microwaving milk to make it my, uh, microbially stable resulted in a better quality product than long-life UHT milk. In conclusion, Coulter said that he believed quickly warming a glass of wine from about 12 to 20 degrees using microwave oven is likely to be less detrimental to the wine than warming uh, using other methods. Alternatively, you could just move to a warmer climate. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, there's always got to be a nice little punch at the end. But you've <clears> got to <throat> be thinking about maybe just bringing it to room temperature. Just get it. And if it's 12 degrees in your room, buy a bloody heater. Yeah. Well, Seriously? Yeah. And, and warming your wine. Yeah, warming wine. I couldn't, what uh, rot? I couldn't come at that old no, sock. No, it was. Uh, that's just something. That's just too, too, no, no, too rare. No, no. Shan't be happy. <laughs> what have you got house. for me? Well, I've got a couple I've of things got here. Got some stuff to. I want to stay on. I want glass. to stay on the sport theme though. Yeah, we're being sporty today. Yeah, well, I'm being a bit sporty. And this is. Uh, I'll take it to the Australian Open and uh, the reemergence of uh, serial con man Peter Foster. Oh, he's up. This is this pest that just doesn't go. He's he, mate. He's they should call him the cat. He's got, he's, he's got nine he's lives. got nine lives. This bloke. Well, he always a... seems to be in for something, and then he's out, and then he's up to something again, and then he's back in, and then he's back out. He's unbelievable. This bloke. He's had it Talk again. me through his latest. So piece. his latest one, right? Yep. So the alleged victim of infamous common Peter Foster sat through the Australian Open final, thinking he was about to pocket a fortune. But he wound up losing 1.4 large ones. Yep. As Novak Djokovic and Dominic Team slugged it out, the international visitor watched courtside, thinking his investment <laughs> would be multiplied many times over by an elaborate system of bets allegedly made by Foster's company Sport Predictions. <laughs> this is a, bit, a little bit like our ladder predictions, right? Yep. So um, what, he's, what he's done is he's basically set up this bizarre Sports Predictions website that promised, um, you know, 80-fold returns um, in elaborate tennis betting and all this sort of stuff. So he sucked the guy in um, by explaining to him that, um, oh, look, there's no room for you in the scheme, and then, oh, yes, you can come in. Um, And then he's invited him down to the Australian Open, and he's hired a model to go and pick him up in a Mercedes-Benz. So he's, you know, he's thought, oh, I'm going all right here. All adds up. And he's courtside for the men's final. Um, Meanwhile, Foster's making off, gallivanting off, um, under a false name, um, and, he, and he's taking off. Uh, he's taken off to Port Douglas uh, and then bought a luxury motor yacht <laughs> with the money. Joking, aren't you? <laughs> Seriously? So, uh, so the, the, the greatest, and, and then, of course, um, the greatest piece in this whole article isn't the story. It's the private investigator who broke the story. His name? Ken Gamble. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you, and if memory serves, and I'm happy to stand corrected, mm. can I tell you how deep Foster got with some people? He got into 10 Downing Street. Did he? He was helping the wife of the current, uh, of the president at the time, prime minister at the time, whose name just a... Tony Blair? Uh, yeah, correct. Tony Blair. And so his wife, Foster, was helping her buy investment property. And he was dating Samantha Fox. And he uh, hung around with Foxy. Page three. <laughs> Smooth yes. talker, clearly. Yeah, 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 apparently. Wow. Uh, so 10 he, um, Downing Street he got into, for sure. There you go. So he was uh, he was jailed in 2019, so last year for 18 months after making $30 million from another sports betting scheme. So, But he just he, he's he just, just a merry-go-round for this bloke. Going hey? back, he's like that um, that weed that you can never get rid of. Well, it's it's a bit like whack a mole. You know, the head just, 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 yeah, <laughs> head just keeps poking up. You just got to keep whacking it on the head. Oh. But uh, equally, the other side of that story is um, there's a lot of suckers out there, right? Yeah, yeah. and you know, and he's then, very good at uh, roping them in. And they're but they're not the 
they're not the dumbest people in the world either. Some no, of these guys but they get seduced. But yeah, uh, where but it's just a great, but it's a greed thing, right? Yes, you know, it's do. like, mate, don't worry about eight percent, you know, recurring. No, I'll get you. No, I'll get, I'll get you thirty-five in the first year, and you know, they all jump in, and then they go. Oh. But if you know, so I'll say, mate, if looks like a duck, walks like a duck. Sounds like a duck. Quack, quack. It's a duck. It's a duck. It's a duck, 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 duck. All right. Now, what we've got to do is give a bit of a shout-out to uh, Mr. Tooley. And uh, we'll be back in a sec. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 95021414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. From Sandringham to South Yarra, you're listening to Southern FM. And we were just talking then about uh, con men, and I want to take you to my other favourite topic um, that we often come to on this show, which is crime. Well, normally for you it's either bikies or Colombia <laughs> and, the, and the drug boys. So what have you got today? Bikies. <laughs> More bikies. More bikies. More bikies. Uh, uh, Melbourne um, crime boss... Oh, yes. Melbourne, the three immortal words. Uh, a Melbourne crime boss. A, a colourful identity. A colourful identity. <laughs> and a known Melbourne crime boss. <laughs> Who's drug trade? Uh, <laughs> Five immortals. Yes. Uh, let me guess. He's got a Lamborghini. He's got a... <laughs> you guessed it. Uh, yeah, Melbourne crime boss who's drug trade netted 1.9 million in less than four months, splurged it on a... Lamborghini. Lamborghini. It's not a lot of money, though. Million dollar home and gambling. Oh. Wouldn't be much change out of buying a house on a Lambo. He even forked out 66 grand to slap personalised plates on his $551,000 oh, car. Of course, that wouldn't draw attention to you, would it? Well, the, the moral <laughs> of this story, as you'll go through it, is... is do you remember the great Johnny Sylvester, Sly of the Underworld, yeah. who we had on the show Indeed. a little while ago? Yep. And he was explaining how a lot of these guys just can't help but fly no. above the radar. Yeah, correct. Right? Yeah, yeah. Look at, um, me, look at me. Carl Williams, who is allegedly a supermarket stacker, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, out yeah, spending yeah, all yeah. this money. Well, this is this is another guy straight out of that uh, playbook. Yeah. So um, the Maidstone father told his sister he was working at Char Time, a bubble tea outlet. Oh, bubble tea, bubble tea. What is bubble tea? Uh, look, mate, you, you <laughs> have me, uh, you have me a scan, so I have no idea. Um, is it a legitimate business? So a double tea. So he told his sister he's working at Char Time. Right. Instead, he was unemployed and the ringleader of a commercial drug trafficking enterprise dealing in ice and heroin in Melbourne's west. Do you do, can I, a question without notice? Do you, do you ever drive around? You know, when we used to be able to drive around, do you ever drive around and then look at some young buck? He's in a fancy know, car. He's in a very, very fancy. No, I'm talking super fancy, yeah. like the La- the Lambo styles and high, really high end uh, yeah. work. They were uh, working, and at then you go to outlets. Can I? What do you do for a living? Can I just ask that for a second? Mm. Because. Oh, I don't reckon they'd have a job, some of these lot. I reckon they've got a job, but it's not the job that's within the legal boundaries no, that you and I would I mean, subscribe to. Yeah, the no. Kurt Horde heard this gentleman 
was juggling 11 bank accounts with 1.1 million transactions going through a business established in his young daughter's name. Oh, God. A further 584 landed in his personal accounts and he had uh, other cash stashed. His lavish spending, in particular on a home in Avondale Heights for one mil, led the NAB, National Australia Bank, statutory compliance team to inspect his finances. Oh, hello. The AFP swooped on him in uh, September 2019 and four of his lackeys, right. seizing more than $20 million in assets relating to the syndicate's criminal operations, including his Lamborghini, right. Mercedes-Benz, yeah. Toyota Prado, yeah. that must have been one of the lackeys, and uh, lots and lots and lots and lots of drugs and guns and all the rest of the things you'd expect from a... Melbourne crime boss. Yeah, he lot. pleaded guilty, clearly, bastard, and uh, he's got 13. 13? 13 in the big at, house. At the governor's pleasure. At the governor's pleasure. It's um, But uh, the great moral of this story is if you're working at char time, yeah. don't be out buying million-dollar houses and driving I Lamborghinis yeah, to give the authorities not, the permission to investigate. Not on $27 an hour. No, that's right. On minimum wage. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I just, it absolutely... I mean, JobKeeper, not enough for him, so apparently. Why, why would he... I mean, why even set up bank accounts? I mean, surely you've just got to You're deal dealing in cash, aren't you, You're mate? just dealing in cash, aren't you? Yeah, Isn't that thought, the go? What a thought, so. Anyway, and then, you, and then you just can't find somewhere else to punch it through and get rid of it and just keep it moving through the system. I wouldn't know. No. I wouldn't I mean, know. It's a foreign world, which is why I like talking. Is that... <laughs> Is that laundering money where you go and clean it? You go and clean it. Clean it yes. by getting rid of it. Yes. <laughs> you cleanse it out of your out of your possession. Money laundering is integration. Uh, yes, anyway, I'll figure out how it works. Anyway, what do you got? Um, well, I just... Uh, you remember the great um, uh, Maury Fields. That oh, used to be on Hey Hey, It's Saturday. Well, he was the son of... Um, no, no, no. Of, he was the father. Maury. Oh, Maury, yeah, his, so son's is, Marty. his son's Marty. He's Correct. a very funny guy in his he's own right. He's a very funny guy in his own right, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, this caught my fancy. He's uh, he's launched a range of face masks. Well, I do follow him on Twitter. Oh, do you? Yes. Anyway, so he's, um, yes, he's uh, guaranteed to make uh, you smile during COVID-19. The Marty Masks collection uh, features masks with cl- uh, clever quips, funny slogans and straightforward statements. It's a smart take on uh, on a now essential item. They're made locally, and if we have to wear a mask, we might as well have some fun with it. Um, which led me to think, uh, imagine if they made one that looked like a beard for those blokes who can't grow a beard like me. Yeah. <laughs> you the challenge. Just, just looks like a beard. Well, I just <laughs> thought, or you could get one that you could get one as Norman Gunston that's got all the little red dots on it and made <laughs> yeah. paper. Yes, you could have could. a lot of fun with some of these, I reckon. Anyway, so um, so he's gone and had some fun with this. He's got one that says, "Dear Karen." <laughs> and then his other one, I'll have to take my spectacles off read this one. Uh, no, I'm somebody else, but thanks for waving. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it is a bit difficult to recognise people. Well, I mean... All yeah, the clobber we're, on, isn't We're it? living in a faceless society. We are. I mean, we're just... The, the eyes have it. Well, I got a new <laughs> phone, right? Yeah. Two weeks ago. Yeah. And it's got this cool thing called face oh, facial recognition. Facial recognition. Yeah. It opens your phone for you when you look at it. Yeah, it wouldn't let you in. Well, it hasn't, hasn't recognised <laughs> me for two weeks. <laughs> oh, you'll have to take a photo with your mask yes, on. Yes. Oh. oh, that's very good. 
Um, and then I, I thought this was a, uh, I thought this was a beauty as well. I mean, you know, the Japanese just do some of the most outrageously crazy things from time to time. Japanese you know, and crazy are two words that go hand in hand. They, don't they? I mean, oh, have yeah. you seen some of those shows where they oh, yeah. hit each other with ice blocks and they've got to sit on a block of ice until everything Most falls of those off. shows that I've watched, there was a show back in the 80s where yeah. there'd be contestants and they'd have to... Yeah, that's it. ...basically hurt them. Yeah, exactly. for 100%. our amusement. Yeah, I like really awful things to yeah. do. Like a lot of it uh, involved smashing hammers into their nether regions. Yeah, and yeah correct. And then you know you're not allowed out to have a pee for four hours, yeah, and right. you know the, this, this, almost this, this from the country that bought bought us hot dog eating competitions. Oh, they're almost and, contortionists, and, yeah, and they've got a legendary ability to um, to. Humiliate and hurt themselves. Yeah, they do for people's pleasure. There's even a whole bunch of stuff on uh, on social media where you know they do all, almost like these slapstick, you know, little um, skits that they're doing. But they genuinely would be you genuinely get hurt. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Have you seen the? Have you seen? Uh, just watch it. See a lot of oh. rubbish online. You seen the world slapping competition? Oh yeah, how's that? <laughs> they belt each other. I mean, that is it's the old. It's like the discus wind up, yes, and then it's exactly the right. kapow. It's broken jaws oh, going man. on, and everything. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I know. I've se- I've seen it plenty it's of like, times. And, and, and then have you seen the world's strongest arm um, wrestling guys uh, go out? At at times, I will tell you what I did see yesterday was like world's strongest man, and oh, they've yeah. got these the bold, boulders. boulders. Or there's another bloke who stood there, and he's got like um, he's got like a pole vault um bar behind him. So there's this bar that's like twenty five feet in the air, and he's got to throw eighteen beer kegs. Yes. From the ground up over his head, backwards and over the pole, in order to qualify for that particular round. I saw that. Did you see it? And did you see the one that he got wrong? And the beer keg came down and landed on his scone. Oh no, I didn't see that. Mm. Oh, dead. Yeah, no, out of the comp. Oh, yeah, dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, didn't advance through to the oh, next round. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, some of the. Uh, I've I, I got to tell you, I'm fascinated by watching some of those things. Oh, yeah. They, they're just, and of course, the Japanese bought us. Sumo wrestling. Oh yeah, they're just a, which is a, a thing of beauty. You know, the the bloke that pulls the aeroplane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so the the Japanese have done it again. Um, so they have launched the world's first drive-through haunted house. <laughs> oh, of course they have. <laughs> uh, it's been launched in downtown Tokyo in response to the coronavirus pandemic. During each thirteen-minute performance, zombies attack cars. Smearing their windows with fake blood. Oh, brilliant. Unlike traditional haunted houses where guests can flee frightened, (laughs) these thrill seekers are confined to their vehicles, safe from virus transmission, and free to scream as loud as they need to. At the end of each session, the helpful zombies clean the blood and any potential viruses off the car. Good on them. Drive through haunted house. Drive through haunted house, eh? Hey? So drive through and have you have the wit scared out of you. Yep, and pay for the privilege. <laughs> <laughs> it's off the chart. I'd like to go to Japan one day and check all that oh, stuff out. I'm and in fabulous. fact, if memory serves, I saw something else, and I think on social media this morning, they've all they've also because we talked last week about 
public urinals. In you Amsterdam. Right. So, but this is in Japan. Yeah. So the Japanese have now got what's best described as a glass cubicle yes. outside. Yes. And you can see into the glass cubicle. Right. And there's a toilet there. But what happens is once you go in, the glass frosts. Until that mechanism breaks. Until that <laughs> mechanism breaks. And then you're having a crappyola in front of eight million people. There's a restaurant in Sydney, and our name escapes me, where they have unisex toilets. Oh, yeah, they're down on the, down on the waterfront. Yeah, and you yep. go in and they have those uh, glass cube, glass doors on the, on the toilets. Ah. And when you close it, they frost. Right. But you've got to trust that they're frosting, yeah, can't you? Yeah, no, well, I, I remember going to another one up there uh, several years back, and it was just, uh, it was free-for-all. There was one toilet for everyone. Mm. Like, there's no boys and girls. Yeah, it's not, not, uh, not too sure that the women would be too happy about that. There was uh, some interesting activity going on. Oh, <laughs> there was. Mm, there were some shoes pointing in two opposite directions that I saw at one particular point in time. So uh, it was an unusual cleaning method of the cubicle, I thought. Yeah, but well, anyway, there we go. Um, can I share the, Can I share this with you, please? Yes, please. Um, uh, so we're heading to Brazil. Oh, right. are we? Yes. Uh, um, uh, Caracas. In, uh, to be Caracas. Pre- uh, Caracas. Oh, sorry, is the way you should pronounce it? Yeah, Caracas. Caracas was in Venezuela. Well, it says a Brazilian... Oh, I beg your pardon. It's a Brazilian supermarket chain. Oh. That's obviously somewhere else. <laughs> I thought Caracas was in Venezuela, if I'm well, not mistaken. Well, I know probably, my geography may, reasonably well. Well, you may be right, but they, this Brazilian supermarket chain obviously has a supermarket chain in oh, so, Venezuela. So, forgive me. No, I think I was leading down the uh, the, the wrong path. Um, so, the chain admitted it made a mistake. <laughs> Don't you love it when I say a mistake, in inverted commas. After one of its shops stayed open when a sales manager died in a Nile. <laughs> it is titled Death in Nile 12. <laughs> slippage in Nile 12. Um, Nile 12. Yeah. 12 so slippage. he died in a Nile with staff trying to conceal his body from customers by using umbrellas and boxes of beer. <laughs> um, Manol Moses uh, Calvacante, 59, is believed to have had a heart attack. At the uh, uh, Retifi branch of uh, Carrefour Brazil. Apparently, staff applied uh, a, a rule uh, seen on Brazilian crime programs that bodies be left in a place until an investigation is completed. They covered him with garden pass, parasols and then partially blocked off the aisle with packs of Heineken Lager. <laughs> <laughs> Images show people shopping uh, close by the body. The chain has since altered its guidelines to include the mandatory closure of the store in case of a death on site. Yeah, well, good idea. So, good idea. Keep on so, shopping, oh, everybody. Oh, baskets full. Just stay out of Aisle 12. Oh, too funny. Death in Aisle 12. Death Can we have the clean up? Clean up, please. <laughs> death in Aisle 12. Uh, righto, over to you. Well, speaking about shopping. Uh, um, you know we're not never going to use cash again, don't you? Yeah, well, uh, I think, I, can I share one thing with you? Mm. I've just got a little insight. Mm. A little birdie tells me, there's. A, I know a particular chap who's actually working on a project for one of the big four. Mm. You know what his project is? Mm. The removal of ATMs. The removal? Removal of ATMs. 
Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, it's... Oh, no names, no pack drill. I had to last week go and get a bank check. Yeah. When was the last time you got a oh. piece of paper to transact? For, forever. Yeah. Don't remember. I actually went into the bank and, and I said to the girl, um, I'm not old, but do you still do these? And she said, I think so. <laughs> I think Let me ask so. the manager. <laughs> I think so. Given that and she, she had to pull out the le- the the red the the black leather bound manual oh, of instruction oh almost to tell me <laughs> where to back do in it. the analog days. Yeah, God. Yeah, but how's that? The uh, he's working on this. Um, well, makes sense. Right? Process Cause, of cause, ATMs cause being. We're not using cash anymore. Kibbutzky. because mm. obviously of of you know the whole thing. But um, it's backed up in statistics. Stati- fun facts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the numbers tell us. Yes, what the numbers tell us. A decade ago, yep. so it's 10 years ago, um, more than 60% of payments were made with cash. Yep. Today, yep. that is 27%. Yeah. So that's a yep. rapid... That's the legal transactions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, the value of them are coming down. So the cash yep. that's being used is obviously being used for... You know, you, don't, you never see a green bill anymore, do you? you oh, see I, haven't, no, I haven't said 100 for a long time. You only ever no. see 50s come out of the yeah, ATM. It's probably because I've only, I've only got 50 in my account. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen one forever. There no. is that. There no. is that. So, obviously, this pandemic's reshaping the way we spend. And um, a recent survey by McKinsey yep. found that most Australians have tried new shopping behaviours. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Since the onset of the pandemic, and most intend to continue with them. So, but even before that, I, I very rarely carried around cash, uh, even before the pandemic. You? Well, you're unusual. No, I've always had cash in, in my wallet. Have you? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I I, I was asked, I was at a, a juice store. Yeah, you told me this, you had to pull out a 50. And they said, oh, we only take cash. Yeah. Went, okay, I don't know if I, I, know I had, I did literally had a 50 yep. note. Yep, that the moths flew out of when I pulled it out of my <laughs> so it, all, it had holes in it. <laughs> it was that old. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, so um, apparently Australia's been a bit of a laggard in terms of embracing e-commerce, but we've, we're catching up pretty quickly to the US and Europe. Yep. Um, obviously, people are buying everything online, not just shopping, but also different sorts of. Um, there's, there's there's exercise classes and. All sorts of different things Mate, that we're buying it. online all the time now. So um, there's a shift towards digital life, and it won't go back. No, um, totally. Most agree. of this will persist, and it, it's got major ramifications not just for your ATM, Scotty. Yep. But if you are a landlord and you own shops, oh yeah, um, don't think you're going to get what you once thought you were going to get for them, rent rise or uh, rent wise, or indeed well, the value of said. Bricks and mortar. Yeah, so interesting, hey? Totally. And in fact, I I picked up some food yesterday uh, for lunch, and uh, there was a lady. There was only two of us in there, so social distancing, doing all the right thing. Um, and she uh, waved her watch at the uh, at the the thing where you pay with your credit card. You know, you just do tap and wave. Well, she's just. Punched her watch at it. Wandered, wandered by with the Rolex. No, she's just punched her watch at it and it's gone ping. <laughs> and out she walked with her food. Well, I do have that facility on my new elaborate phone that I did. Yeah, get. you can do it on phones. You um, can so it, put all your credit cards into your phone. It begs, it begs the question. I'm seriously still so nervous about what I keep seeing when I keep th- 
talking about something or, I mean, I get the whole algorithm thing about if I go and look for a bike pump, that there'll be an ad for a bike pump tomorrow, it's when I'm talking about it and not looking for it yeah. that it comes on That's the scary. phone. Oh, I've got to! I've got to teach you, don't I? There's the there's all the the seven things you need to turn off on your phone. Yes, you do need to teach. So this. We, we need to have a look at that after. We're going to have a conversation you. about right, that. We'll do that. Um, we'll but it does beg the question too: whether these things. And I, for the listeners at home, I'm holding a wallet. Now, a wallet was customarily used to hold pieces of plastic and notes. Yes. But it's outside of uh, if you can hold all of your cards on your phone. Do you actually need no. these leather things? No. You won't, because you don't use coins. We haven't seen no, a coin forever. No, no. Um, you won't. Interesting, huh? You won't. Hmm. And eventually, mate. Eventually, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have microchippiness yeah. with, and we'll just wave our hand over something, and it, you know, you press your little finger, and that'll be your your <laughs> your check account. <laughs> you know, pay my gas bill. Press mm. one. <laughs> press one for checking and inquiries. Press, press two. Press your nose to buy groceries at Coles. <laughs> <laughs> Pull your right ear if you want to go and see a movie. Pull the left one. You... <laughs> oh, it's, uh, you could have a lot of fun with that, couldn't you? You could, mate. You could. You can get. You could get your um, purchases all wrong. Oh. You just have to get a little bit drunk and tiddly, and you don't know what you're buying. Oh, here we go. Now I did go. I thought I'd get a message flash up on my phone. So it's the it's the boss. Oh, the boss. Yeah, the boss has written in. I do F POS with my Apple Watch. He says. Oh, so look, at look at him go. He is what. Hey? he's what I would call a Renaissance man. He is just. Uh, don't worry about the uh, the the virus curve. He's ahead of every curve. He's on ahead the of most he's curves. Got a, he's just. Yes. He is the curve. He's a tech genius. Yeah. Good on you. Speaking uh, of all things commercial, we must take a couple. All right. And we'll be right back after this. In fact, we'll, we'll do. A, we'll play another flowers song. Yeah, good. Let's do after that. this. But hey, Scotty. Yes. This one's going to have a bit of a twist. Oh, and you know what we've got to do in 15 minutes' time too, don't you? Yeah, we'll just check the yeah, scores. just check the scores. No worries. Okay. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 95. 9- Five zero two one four one four. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. An important message from the Victorian government. Stage four restrictions are now in place for Melbourne. You must stay home between eight pm and five am. Exercise is limited to once a day for one hour. Shopping is limited to one person once a day. And when doing either, you must stay within five kilometres of your home. For all current restrictions, go to vic.gov.au forward slash coronavirus. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. G'day, this is Steve Liddell from Street Science, and I love to blow things up. I'm not talking about balloons. Finding out how stuff interacts is one of the many fun things about science, whether it's making slime, some hot ice, or even launching a rocket. With science, there's no limits. You can learn, create, and experiment anywhere you like. Wherever you might be, National Science Week has something for you. Find out how you can get involved at scienceweek.net.au. From Paran to Parkdale, you're listening to Southern FM.
Oh, Scotty, it's a... More it, flowers. Well, it's a flower song with a twist, of course. Because it's not a song about flowers, it's a song by flowers. By the flowers, absolutely. No, For those no. of you old enough listening to know that Ice House were formerly called Flowers. And sung by Ivor Davies. A great man, yep. and he's still going around playing yeah, great music. In, in his own right, though, isn't he? Oh, it's, Just, he's, under, Davies. he's under the Ice House uh, banner. Oh, still under Ice House. Yeah, he's under right. that brand. Yeah, okay. But I saw them um, pre- PC at um, down Geelong Way. Did you? Yeah, out the back of Geelong at a concert. Yeah, Very right. good. Sunny Boys, Ice House. Now, just in case we've got some listeners that uh, might have accidentally come across uh, our uh, our wavelength, you're listening to Two Smoking Guns. 88.3, <laughs> Southern <laughs> FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And if anybody wants to uh, join in with us and tell us something or give a shout-out or uh, it might be somebody's birthday or you haven't spoken to somebody for a while and you just want to send a cheerio, a cheerio. we've got an SMS available, which is 0404 um, and if you want to send us something into the studio, you can just you can email us. So you can do that at uh, studio at southernfm.com.au. You can indeed. Anyway, over to you. Now, Scotty, I, um, the, the, our Kiwi friends over the Dutch. Over the Dutch. They're coming to our rescue. Oh, how? In a, in, a, in a concept called Wool Air. Oh, what the heck is that? Well, this is because we lack shearers. To oh. shear our sheep. Do we? To send wool overseas to oh. make garments. Oh. And it's a big problem because normally, with the normally there would be 500 New Zealand shearers coming over to Australia about now uh-huh. to shear, help shear our sheep. Right. Um, but they can't get here because of the border restrictions. Right. So what are really? we going to do? We're going to send the sheep there. So <laughs> the trade of shearing sheep yeah. was added to the critical skills and sectors list yeah. for workforce visa arrangements by the Department of Home and Affairs on Friday. Just Friday gone, just gone. Makes sense. Which plans, with plans in place for what has become known as war air. Charter Ooh. flights. Oh, oh as a, okay. This is yeah, think, yeah, think yeah. live, eh? This is wool yeah, air. Yeah, wool air. Okay, yeah. righto. Wool air. Yeah. It's not like air guitar, but it's like no, wool air. No, no, no. So, um, and you know how we love our associations? Yes. So the secretary for the... Oh, come on. The secretary for the Shearing Contractors Association oh. of Australia... <laughs> The, the Shearing Contractors yeah, the SCAA. The SCAA. Yes. There we are. That's what I like. The yeah. SCAR. The SCAR. <laughs> oh, that's appropriate for shearers. <laughs> exactly. Very good. He's warned. Exactly. Uh, he's warned that um, that eight percent of the sixty-eight million Gee, flock of sheep we've got in Australia. They're gonna sixty-eight be, million. They're, they're going to be busy. <laughs> <laughs> 500 into 68 minutes, it's a lot of sheep. That's a lot of sheep. So up up to 8% may not be shorn in a timely manner if the 500 Kiwi shearers... They're going to chew through some of those Ryobi batteries. (laughs) They just... Um, Which is a bit of a problem because apparently unshorn sheep, there's there's, um, animal welfare issues because they get fly strike, they get moisture build up in long wool, leads to fleece rot. Yep. Um, difficult births, la la la. So yep. it's not good, not good. We must need to avoid it. But yep. compounding the issue is Australia's wool price is 
it's the lowest level in eight years because no one's buying the wool. Yeah. Because normally it would go to Europe and they would make gowns and so you've got to dresses shear it. You've and got to shear it for health reasons. You've got to shear it for anyway. health reasons, but you can't ship it. So therefore, fine demand, the wool price is down. And then because the wool price is down, they can't afford to pay the shearer. But it's a vicious Ooh, circle. It is a vicious circle. Vicious circle. It is. Spiralling downward. Spiralling downward. So what they've done now, he's obviously said there are issues with travel restrictions, but we're working our way through it. And regional industries need the right people at the right time, whether that's picking fruit, harvesting crops, or shearing sheep. Yeah. No, so they're on their way, the Kiwis. Well, that's a good thing. Wool air. Well, um, I also saw a piece, which is a nice uh, little segue. Uh, again, it was on social media. There was a, a chap um, sitting in his truck, and if memory serves... He lives on one side of a border, and he has his farm on the other. Oh, yeah. And uh, he and he's was, got a rabbit-proof fence in the middle of it. Yeah, and, but he's got uh, – he had 1,800 head of sheep, and he needed to get feed to them. Oh, uh, he was trying to get yes, 90 tonne of hay, if memory serves. And uh, anyway, they've gone, well, you can't. You can't go here. You can't go there. But the solution was – that the hay could, uh, so the hay must have been in Victoria, uh, but the hay could be flown to Sydney, <laughs> flown to Sydney, yeah, heard this, and then driven down to his farm near the border of Victoria, I New South Scotty Wales. I think Scotty from marketing was asked to intervene in this one. Oh, uh, was he? Mm. Because it absolutely made no sense no whatsoever. Sense whatsoever. Um, so he put it out there. He said, uh, if anybody wants to give me a quote uh, to fly 90 tonnes of hay from Melbourne to Sydney, feel free to come back to me. <laughs> feel free to come back to me uh, and I'll reject your quote. But this also then leads me to uh, an article which I think you might have seen as well. And In fact, it was even my mum that um, I was talking to yesterday and she'd read the article as well. And it's a piece uh, around Bridget Duclos. Hi, Bridgie. Uh, yeah, Bridgie. Friend of ours. Who's, uh, yep, who's a friend of the show, and uh, we hope to get her on at one stage and have a chat to her, because we love her, think she's fantastic. Um, but she, uh, if I'm reading this correctly, she she's currently uh, single um, and has a couple of uh, children. Um, but, I, you know, it's I, you get the feeling it's sort of, you know, really feeling the pinch, because she said... Um, I've got a friend who's just become single after 28 years and she can't see anyone outside of five kilometres. Um, it's a bit... Sort of limits it's your a Tinder bit, race, Well, it's, yes. well, it's okay. a bit discriminatory. And I think her point is, you know, there seems to be somewhat of a double standard. Now, if if she had a partner, the partner could go and see her. So, but why can't a friend? And, and Phone if, a friend? It's uh, it it doesn't seem it doesn't seem right. Um, I think some of the rules um, are going to have um, a bigger impact than what could ever be imagined uh, for some people. Uh, and I just yeah, there's a relationship expert, Nikki Goldstein, said now might be a good time for single people to form genuine connections. Um, there is a commonality between singles at the moment that can actually has the ability to bind them together. It's a great opportunity to get to really know someone. You're able to get to do that, uh, to get to get to that vulnerability or rawness. So uh, I reckon there's a lot of people who are quite vulnerable and a lot of people quite raw right now. But, yeah, no, I feel, I feel for that. Um, I feel for Bridge. And, and, and frankly, my mum's in exactly the same position. She's um, a widow. Lives by herself, um, 
and outside of us uh, in a carer capacity being able to go and assist her, no one else can go. No. And no, she's, uh, she recently lost a pet, and it was her last pet, so she's on her absolute Pat Malone. And, um, you know, and and has a, a, a tricky day every now and then. So just got to make sure we keep checking in and, and making sure things are okay. Um, but anyway, I feel for, for that. And, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But we're living in a state where, you know, we've got that many. I mean, I, I even went and just looked at the numbers. And not that we ever want to really concentrate on, on what this is, but I just thought it was potentially relevant to the um, to the discussion at some point today. So if I can just share that uh, this with you. Yeah. Uh, location, Victoria, 18,029 cases, 13,239 have recovered, 398 deaths. New South Wales, 3,981 Cases, 2,992 recovered, 52 deaths. Queensland, 1,103 cases, 1,082 of those recovered. Deaths, 6. Uh, Western Australia, 651, 663 recovered, deaths, 9. South Australia, 462, 452 recovered, deaths, 4. What are we doing wrong? What? What are we? Is it? Is it all about the hotel? Is it all about? Is is that it? Is, but then the one that scares me even more, uh, and if I heard this correctly, we've got just a lick under four thousand cases where we don't know where they got it, mm. and therefore, how can you stop or put any further preventative measures in place if you don't know where the hell this thing is? or where an epicentre might be, or multiple epicentres, whereby not all of us have to be shut down, but it might just be some hotspots. And unfortunately, the people who live in those hotspots are unfortunate. But we're all paying for stuff that we actually don't know. Anyway, um, we see we But Scotty. Be- yes. Have you on, seen- a bri- on a brighter note. On a brighter yes, note. Yes. Have you seen how the Wuhan guys have come back? Oh, my goodness me. Now, I thought I was looking at at Rio or... This um, started in Wuhan, allegedly, in the wet markets. Yeah. And uh, now the Wuhan looks like like a a, a scene out of the movie Hangover in Vegas. Oh, mate, seriously. Where how many thousands of people are at this pool party? uh, I I don't know, but... Staggering uh, amount of people... Having a good old rave up in the in old good old Wuhan town. Uh, yeah. So it just does show you. It said thousands of party goes descended at the Wuhan Mayar Beach Water Park. Yeah. Um, social distancing. They are two point four millimeters apart. On Saturday night, and was seen packed together on rafts. Large-scale event, which packed is... To no, rafters, yeah, pa- packed to the rafters, were <laughs> Packed to the rafters. Packed to the rafts. Packed to the rafts, correct. The large-scale event, which had no visible social distancing measures in place... No security. Oh, ...comes nothing. after China was forced into a 76-day lockdown mm. uh, earlier this year. Um, it said 3,000 people died from COVID in Wuhan. 3,000. Mm. And... Uh, Less than us. Now they're... Partying on like it's... Yeah. Chinese official nationals say there were about 85,000 cases and more than 4,600 deaths. So we've got a little bit of contradiction going on. But, oh, mate, I, I thought the same as you. I've looked at it going, where the heck is that, you know, in this day and age? And, oh, yeah, 
where uh, where the whole thing began. Well done. There it is. Party Central now, <laughs> oh. apparently. Hey, China. Staying with China. Yeah. Wasn't there something funny going on about the, um, you know, how they've been having a bit of a crack at most countries? Yeah. They're having like crack at our wine industry, are they? Yeah. yeah. Have you got that? Or, or, oh, I think you've got that, them? but... What's what's that about? Is that, are they they trying to right. they trying to make their own wine and they, were they reducing imports from us? I mean, what's the yeah. what's the so, concept there? Because so, they were big consumers of premium wine brands. Oh yeah, absolutely. Such as you know Penfolds and others. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll try I'll try and sort of pricey this because I haven't really had time to uh, dissect the whole thing. But let me let me have a let me have a crack on the fly, as they say. Chinese government's inquisition into Australia's wine exports to China on the premise of protecting its own industry. And has left a bit yes, on, on the premise. Yeah, on the premise, right? Yes. So we'll just use this as a Trojan horse to yeah. come and do everything else <laughs> right. that we really want to do. On the premise. Um, allegedly. Yes. The move and its accompanying allegations of dumping have been viewed as barrel loads of um, ingratitude uh, since it was uh, uh, pioneering uh, Australia, uh, the late... The late uh, eonologist Tony Jordan, who has helped establish China's uh, uh, incipient and still immature wine industry. Incipient? Yeah, incipient. Uh, he uh, was, uh, oh, gone uh, was chosen. His efforts eventually led to the creation of uh, A. Yun, one of, China, uh, one of China's most pr- prestigious levels, which is said to be produced in the foothills of the Himalayas near the, le- near the legendary city of Shangri-La. Okay, so they've got their marketing team right. on point. So, yeah, so, yeah, so we're going to use this most beautiful pure of everything the, in the, the Himalayas. of the Himalayas. Yeah, overlooked by the Shangri-Las. Uh, it's really a couple of paddocks outside Wuhan. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's a scene Incipient of, yeah. adjective meaning to happen or develop. Oh, there, there you go. go. Yeah, yeah. Every day's a school day here on the guns. There you go. We've got a definition. Yeah. Uh, 2009, Jordan was assigned by France's, uh, France's Moet and Chandon to search for a suitable region in China to produce a red to rival the best of Bordeaux. Of course. This opened up the doors of many Australian winemakers who lent their expertise to the Chinese wine industry. So we've gone over and helped them, and now oh, they want, yes. a, now they want a bonus. There's been a lot of help, and, and yep. then they just take the uh, intellectual Both property. sides of the equation would want those cordial relationships to continue, says Andrew Kelly to Sydney based uh, master of wine. Uh, he's a master of wine. Don't you love that? I'd love to be a master How would of you wine. Like to, I've think, been trying all my life. I'm just still an amateur. I, I think you are. You just like the paperwork. <laughs> uh, I don't have the degree, Scotty. Oh, too funny. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, man. Uh, beside, uh, because aside from the friendship and economic benefits, everyone learns from each other. Rarer in Australia than even uh, a secret ballot of a National People's Congress, an ultra-premium $1,000 a bottle A. Yun Cabernet is the sole Chinese label on the wine list at Mr. Wong, a fashionable Cantonese restaurant in Sydney. Yeah, I've been you, to Mr. You, Wong. You, you, it's you, a you great would. restaurant, Mr. Wong. It's yeah. in the precinct where the Mary Vales have their, have their best work. Yeah, okay. Um, what wines we are seeing coming from Chinese producers are high-end wines, but not many are consumer or price-friendly. So they're crap to drink and they cost a lot. <laughs> no, I prefer his terms. Oh. They're, not, they're not great quality and they're not price-friendly. Oh, they're not price-friendly at price all. Price-friendly being Since another Gary words. Armstrong is familiar at Mr. Wong. I'd love to be able to offer some Chinese wines by the glass to our guests, but the quality and availability <laughs> is just not there. Just not there. <laughs> it can be difficult to determine precisely what kind of industry the Chinese regime is seeking to pr- protect. 
uh, in its uh, anti-dumping inquiry into Australian wines. The evolution of uh, Chinese table wine overall remains at a developmental stage. Oh, very good. Anyway, I'm not sure I can read much more into that, but uh, yeah, they're trying to... uh, So they've they've pinched all of our people, they've pinched their ideas... They've made a $1,000 bottle uh, of wine, and uh, now they want to uh, stop us sending our stuff over. Uh, ah, very good. Uh, well, we, we're away anyway. to a break Yep, with the news that right. uh, Goal Butler. Oh, Goal Butler! <laughs> so uh, oh. we'll be back in a sec. Lovely. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install blockout blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502-1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. How can you, an old phone, and a great idea protect our environment? It's easy. Mobile Master has partnered with Landcare Australia to restore vulnerable habitats in local communities. Every phone recycled this month will enable Landcare Australia to plant trees and shrubs, protecting our waterways and wildlife, like this little critter. Recycle at any major phone retailer or use our free postback option. It's super easy, so let's do it. Visit mobilemaster.com.au. T's and C's apply. Hi, I'm Victoria's Chief Health Officer, Brett Sutton. Right now, we're experiencing higher rates of community transmission of coronavirus. That means it's more important than ever that we each do what we can to protect ourselves and each other. Wearing a mask will provide you with a physical barrier to coronavirus. But we also need to remember, masks are not the only way to stay safe. Wherever you can, keep one and a half metres apart from others, wash your hands often and cough or sneeze into a tissue or your elbow. And if you have symptoms, get tested. Victoria, let's stay home and let's stay safe. From Morty Alec to Malvern, you're listening to Southern FM. Now, Scotty, I'm going to play you my final flowers song a for final the day. Final flower. But uh, be remiss of me. The last bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I'm not going to play this one. I'm not playing this one. Uh, you don't bring me flowers anymore? Is that a bit of bit Midler, is it? I'm not playing that one. That's, that's, that's Barb and oh, Neil. Barb. Well, that's right. Barb and Neil. You won't bring me flowers. <laughs> Remember that one? Anymore. Because we'd all fall asleep. Yeah. And I'm not playing this one. Yeah. I'm not playing that one. Be sure to wear flowers in your hair. I'm not playing that one. Right. What else? But I am playing something a little bit more contemporary by a wonderful Australian talent called Megan Washington. Right. And part of the reason for the theme is I saw this um, song on my favourite new show, The Sound. Um, Yes. And uh, she would would have been on the show and she probably would have been on 
couple of shows at Southern FM and over the journey. But um, great article on on her. And like a lot of singers, um, they've got a beautiful singing voice, but in real life she has a stutter. Right. And this happens to a lot of yep, singers. It does. Um, but she's a very, very brave lady, and she's even gone and done a TED Talk based on her speech impediment, wow. which is quite confronting for anyone that would suffer from that affliction. Yep. Um, but she's got a new song out, uh, and it's called Bat Flowers. Right. And um, you wouldn't have heard probably well, any I, of Megan I, Washington's I, work. I don't even recall So Megan I Washington's thought in the name. spirit of this two smoking guns being an educational facility. Oh, and just, and, and just an embracer of all. Yeah, and we'd like to embrace many, many uh, different uh, musical Correct. Um, points of view. Yes. Um, and I like to, um, to you know, support our contemporary um, and, fledgling. And just give some air time to those that artists. wouldn't get it normally. That's correct. All those, all of those words that <laughs> come tumbling out of your mouth when you think of great Australian talent. So I'm going to play this song. We'll pop back after this song, and God, we've still got to wrap up a whole bunch of stuff into a pretty yeah. bow before we leave. Yeah, I'm going to talk to you about everything that's old uh, is new again. I'm going to run that past you. Good on you. Well, we'll, we'll just take this, and we'll be back in a sec. Right. Strong language warning.
you think of that, Scotty? You like that? Oh, I think she's got a fantastic voice. Hasn't she got a great voice? Um, and and I say that on the basis that it's actually it's a, a bit different. It's, yeah, it's it's a little bit left of centre. Well, she's got a bit of a haunting voice. I think. Yeah, yeah, there's lovely, a little bit of ba- lovely that tone about it. But yeah. um, yeah, no, I like it. That's yeah, there good. you go, mate. We'll yeah. Go and look her up. No. She's very good. In fact, your, your, your kids are probably all over her. Yeah, they probably yeah. are. Yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, the kids these days uh, with their they've got, music. They've got me well and truly covered. I can see. Now there's a couple mate. of gra- bit of ground we need to cover in the next uh, yeah, ten before we ten minutes before wind we... all this up. Um, yep. I was interested in a couple of things you had. I wanted. Uh, I like the international mystery and espionage, ah, espionage. piece so, that you uh, talked to me earlier about. Because you... I like a bit of spy who shagged me sort uh, of stuff, well, a bit of Bond and a bit of. You know, that international stuff. So have you got any KGB stuff uh, going on? Well, I reckon I have. Yeah. Uh, and when you can, uh, when the title actually is, uh, uses two words, sick and Kremlin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it's right now wheelhouse. Right now wheelhouse, <laughs> Scotland. So, uh, so here we go. We've got um, we've got a chap by the name of Alexei um, Navalani. Of course, Alexei. Yes, well, he's the, uh, he's the backstory. Naval- Alexei. Navalny, actually. Yeah. Alexei. He's a bit of... A, um, a critic, yes, shall we say, of uh, the Russian communist franchise. Highly outspoken <gasps> critic, yes, and uh, allegedly he's been poisoned. Well, he's forty-four years of age. He's a politician and a corruption investigator uh, who's one of Russian um, President Vladimir Putin's fiercest, uh, which, fiercest m- which makes him a target. <laughs> Would have thought which, in Russia, uh, which puts him, you know, hell of a birthmark, hell on the, <laughs> on right. the t-shirt. Right, he's so, got a um, big cross on his he's forehead. He's got. Uh, I reckon his every movement is tracked. Um, I would think, and he was admitted to intensive care uh, on Thursday in a Siberian city of Omsk. 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 Uh, his supporters believe that uh, tea he drank was laced with poison. I, I mean, you can get a dodgy tea. I mean, I you know. I well, it's it's, it's it's probably served you know, by our mate the bikey. Well, at, at his, uh, his char tea shop. I don't know, but it, it can just it just shows you that everything uh, that uh, has been going on forever is still going on. Um, and that the Kremlin is allegedly, I'm using the word allegedly, the article doesn't, um, uh, allegedly is behind both his illness. Well, remember, remember, Scotty, yeah. two years ago, yeah. the, a, uh, a, uh, an enemy of the Russian Federation yeah. wandered into the... Oh yeah, um, never came out. The what, what do you what do you call those? The, 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 where the diplomats the, live? Yeah, into the embassy. The embassy. Yeah, he wandered into the embassy. Yeah, didn't uh, didn't use the exit door. Yeah, came back out as Yumcha. Yeah, <laughs> 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 mate, he was oh, he, the men's one hundred trolleys. Oh dear. Um, and then there was also, if you recall, the uh, the father and daughter. They oh. also got they also got nobbled. Um, right. And then there was one other chap who uh, he didn't meet a very good end at all. He so this this bloke's just taking it on, taking it all on. Yeah, well he's been, but he's been doing it for a while, right? So um, so not only um, uh, did that happen, he got poisoned, but then he was meant to be transferred to a German hospital, and that got delayed for several days. Right. Uh, with the government uh, saying it was purely a medical decision that we needed to keep him here. Yes, um, right. but with the premise that apparently, if they left it long enough, that the poison that was used at the time would be untraceable by the time he got to Germany. Of course. Um, well, now, allegedly. Now, old mate's been having a crack um, a few times. The most prominent member of Russian's opposition, uh, uh, Navalny, 
Campaign, he campaigned to challenge Putin in the 2018 presidential election. That's always a good idea. Yeah, do you know what happened that's to a, him? Because that's a one-horse race. You know what happened to him? What? They just barred him from running. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not allowed to. Um, since then, he's been promoting opposition candidates in regional elections, challenging members of the ruling party, uh, United Russia. His foundation for fighting corruption exposed graft among uh, government graft officials. and corruption. Including some at the very highest level. The highest echelons. Yeah. Uh, yes. So his supporters and family continue to insist he was poisoned. Doctors in Omsk decided, uh, denied and said... Uh, no, he just, he no, just, just no, had a bad tea. No, he had a metabolic disorder. <laughs> Caused by tea. Yeah, yeah, that just about killed him. Um, mm, uh, it was the most likely diagnosis. Western toxicology um, experts expressed doubts that a poisoning could have been ruled out so quickly. Yes. Uh, in 2017, he was attacked by several men who threw antiseptic in his face, damaging an eye. So he's been rubbing against the grain for several years, and um, yeah, someone's just decided that it um, doesn't pay to rub against the grain yeah, in Russia. It probably it? shouldn't be outspoken at all. <laughs> it's probably detrimental to your health. Yes. yes. Um, now, uh, speaking of things that are old that are still new and still going, um, there's an interesting little trend going here. I'd like to share with you. Um, it, it says dressing like your grandmother is no longer considered frumpy. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. But rather chic. Well, if we dressed like our grandmother, Scotty, it would be seen oh, as quite strange. Oh, well, yeah, well, there's a bloke that sort of did that recently, and these things aren't going so well for him, I don't think. But um, uh, no, uh, I, in fact, I don't even. I'd like to think I don't even dress like my father did, like <laughs> my mother, um, or my grandmother. Uh, but rather chic. Millennials, and they've got a new name for them too. Millennials are raiding their nana's wardrobes for vintage pieces, including. Crochet cardigans, floral shirts and skirts, as well as funky glasses on chains. You don't hear enough of the word crochet. Hey? Oh, do you? Don't, oh, no, exactly. Or, or the other, the other word that comes from those times, doily. Uh, doily, yeah. <laughs> or, or you know, there's not many cardigans around though either. Or, or, is there? Or, or corduroy. Oh, 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 no, I like a good bit of corduroy. Corduroy. I like a bit of corduroy. Um, or seersucker. Um, you remember seersucker pajamas? Oh, Hey. Yeah, it was a type of fabric. Oh, was it? Yeah, doilies. Are they the ones that used crochet? To, the, were the CSR ones that used to go up in flames when you got too close to the open fire or something? <laughs> it's probably. <laughs> they were all flammable so back in the day. So these girls now have a new name. All right, what are they called? They're called Grand Millennials. Grand Millennials, of course they're called. Grand Nana Millennials. millennials. Grand millennials, as they become to known, are turning nostalgia into the new must-have. Mate, they've been wearing old clothes from op shops in Brunswick and Fitzroy for years. Oh, yeah. So this isn't a trend. This is just uh, affordability. Do you, do you reckon you'd see this in Church Street? No, you wouldn't. Nah, no. Nah. Bay Street? No. Nah. It's all, it's all north side. It's over the other way, I reckon. Um, so Granny Chick... Granny Gran- Chic. Granny Chic. Granny Chic. Uh, Granny Chic's the name of a band, Granny I believe. <laughs> was a cosy and cool approach to fashion that was perfect for winter and involves around layering warm and textured fabrics such as wool and faux, fur, oversized jumpers, socks, and feminine blouses. That's another one you don't hear, mate. A blouse. A blouse. <laughs> Your big girl's blouse. Um, when well, I went to, um, um, if you've ever had a chance to go to the old Fitzroy Street Oval, no, no, Fitzroy Street Oval, the old Brunswick Street Oval in Fitzroy, where the original 
uh, home of the Fitzroy football team. Yeah, right. Um, Perchance my eldest lad played a bit of footy over there. Yep. And they still sell, they've got merch, Fitzroy merch, yeah, merch. Yeah. they still wear the old Fitzroy beautiful jumper, the maroon. And still blue. reference on the back of the jumper, on yeah, the Brisbane but, jumper. but they have the original jumper. But yeah. they, you can buy from their merch stand, which is a lady on a trestle table, yeah. um, knitted woolen mittens. Really? In Fitzroy c- colours. Really? Knitted, well, maybe, maybe they're crocheted, woolen mittens. Wow. And and the, and, and, and the you can buy a knitted woolen stubby holder. Can you? <laughs> you can. Does it work? <laughs> it warms oh, your beer up, Scotty. I tell you, you'd, you'd, it's, it's like you'd use it with red wine, perhaps, you, if you wanted to warm your wine up. I tell you, you did take me back though a couple of minutes ago when you said, you know, the, the doily. Remember putting the doily over the the, the teapot, over the gramophone. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> Well, wasn't the doily over the teapot? The doily tea- was over the teapot. Was it over the teapot? Yeah, I think that's yeah, right. Yeah, just to keep, Something like keep that. the pot warm. Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, people were particularly looking for outfits that were comfortable but had a luxe feel. Luxe. So anyway, the girls are out there pinching all their grandmother stuff now um, and uh, and getting into that. Good on them. Anyway, well, good listen. For them. Hey, now, we've only got a minute left. Wow. Um, and um, We do. We might not want to go and watch this game, Scotty, because oh, um, two five up. to one goal. I think they've they've been a little inaccurate, uh, right, but we'll okay. have to go away and have a look at that. All right. And what do you got on this week, champ? Uh, More of the same. Groundhog yeah, Day well, after think, Groundhog Day yeah, after Groundhog no, I've got, Day. Uh, a little bit of bike restoration I'm going to take on this week. So um, <laughs> yeah, I'm on a little hiatus at the moment, just waiting for uh, things to. Just concentrating uh, on your radio career at the minute. Yeah, well, I'm you know I've had my daughter say to me, I was fixing up this bike. From that, she goes. I quite like the thought of it maybe being in pink, Dad. Uh, uh, do you reckon we could spray it? I've, would you like to rephrase that? Do you reckon I can respray <laughs> it? Which means stripping the thing down. But anyway, I like little projects to do. I've uh, bought do. a. I bought uh, some jigsaws recently. Yeah. Oh, so yes. I'm home my way through a fifteen hundred piece jigsaw. Yes. Hey, do you know what they do with jigsaws now? Uh-huh. They actually give you a little bit of a helping hand. Do they? Yeah. Turn the pieces over, and they're colour coded. Oh, no, that's cheating. So, but, well, yeah, but all you've then got is just regions of where no. those colours would go. You've still got to flip them back over and join them up. Yeah, that's a little Mate, bit. 1,500 pieces. Oh, I'll be 75 <laughs> by the time I finish this if I don't use the colour coding. Hey? Mate, no, I'll have you, no, no, it'll be a good week. Well, oh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get you reported next week you, on your jigsaw puzzling. You have a great week. Well, and I want fact, you to find out what the, the adjective is for jigsaw puzzling. All right. All right. Um, well, we'll away. We've got the AMRAP radio program quick, coming right up. Quick shout out. My yep. uh, The bride at home turns uh, a big number this week. So oh, good uh, happy her. birthday to her. And uh, we'll celebrate during the week. All right. Well, away. You've been right listening up. to the Two Smoking, Smoking Guns. Guns.